I see it going. Nice. We are live. What's up, guys? I am James Hake. This is the Hake Report. It is Sunday, March 29th, 2020. And it is week two of the of the um, Trump requested quarantine or whatever, take it easy, guys, type of situation. And we are going to have church with Jesse Lee Peterson off um, I say, I say off, online only, and, uh, not in the studio. I mean, you guys will, some of you guys from Los Angeles, San Diego, Las Vegas, Santa Barbara, and everywhere else that you like to come in from, the Inland Empire, Apple Valley, no in-church service this today. But we are gonna have Church with Jesse Lee Peterson online. And uh, hopefully take calls and all that stuff. So that's cool. I am streaming on YouTube, DLive, Periscope, Facebook, Mixer, and I see Twitch. Cool, huh? So, uh, we are streaming a little bit early as usual, right? It's three, four minutes till. So, just wanted to say hello to everybody. If you're having problems, do the silent prayer. You can call uh, Church with Jesse Lee Peterson too, hopefully. That's our plan is to be able to call in for church and um but as the as the pastor says no such thing as problems by the way i am wearing my t-shirt from bond and i believe this is available now better not bitter isn't that nice very nice this is from the bond rebuilding the man teespring store teespring.com slash stores slash rebuilding the man if you're listening to the podcast or you're listening to the audio, you're not watching the video. It's a very nice. This is the um, this is the vintage navy um, tri blend T-shirt. It's next level tri blend. It's a great brand. It feels great on the body. <laughs> I, I use that line from Jesse, and he's right. It's, it just does. <laughs> Sounds a little funny to me, but still, it's a great T-shirt. I recommend it. And they have different colors, different styles, women's t-shirt styles. I've never tried them. I don't know the difference between them, but I made a, most of them available <laughs> so that the ladies could get women's style t-shirts or just get these ones. These are, you know, women can wear these. They're for everybody. So. <laughs> and um, by the way, don't be a cutie pie. <laughs> Being a wise guy. Uh, I'm gonna play some fun, hopefully, clips for you, some ridiculous clips for you, and, um, also just a couple of quick announcements before we start on my show. I got the Knowledge is Poison on my, on my Teespring store. By the way, if you, if you want this t-shirt and you can't remember the teespring.com slash stores slash rebuilding the man, you can go to rebuildingtheman.com slash stores, all right? Or even slash store. They both work. Alright? So rebuildingtheman.com slash store. And maybe we'll get some in the inventory here in the office too. If you want to buy them in person. If you are here. Um, but I have Knowledge is Poison t-shirts. The, the one that I was wearing last Sunday. I had it in white ink only. And now I have it in black ink as well. Because on lighter colors, black ink looks better. On darker colors of t-shirt... White ink looks better, right? So last week we only had white ink, now I have black ink. And the Facts vs. Truth t-shirt, 
I had it in black ink only. Now it's also in white ink. So cool, right? TheHakeReport.com. Click on the Teespring um, link, or just which is in the menu, or just go to Teespring.com/stores/thehakereport. La la la. All right. Um, quick note: Jesse Lee Peterson's Church with Jesse Lee Peterson is streamed on Twitch as well as Bond Rebuilding the Man Facebook page. So if you want to go over to either of those places as opposed to YouTube or um, DLive or whatever, you can. Cool, huh? Make sure you're subscribed to Bond Rebuilding the Man YouTube channel and like Bond Rebuilding the Man Facebook page. Let's get started with this show, guys. We have a fun clip and several clips for you, and I'll be taking your calls. If you're just tuning in, don't worry. We haven't started the intro yet. We're about to start now. Nice. We've distributed vast numbers of ventilators, and we're prepared to do vast numbers. Uh, I think we're in great shape. I hope that's the case. I hope that we're going to have leftovers so we can help other people, other countries. Everybody who needs one will be able to get a ventilator. Uh, Look, look, don't be a cutie pie, okay? You know, everyone who needs one. Nobody's ever done what we've done. Nobody's done anything like we've been able to do. And everything I took over was a mess. It was a broken country in so many ways, in so many ways other than this. We had a bad testing system. We had a bad stockpile system. We had nothing in the stockpile system. So I wouldn't tell me what you tell, what, you know, like uh, being a wise guy. Go ahead. Mr. President, you, you signed Very a nice, today, this President time. Trump. I love it. talking about AOC's wild arm waving and finger pointing and stompy foot mess and Trump doesn't have time for this sign language translators taking away his people's dignity like these Democrats do thank God right What's up, guys? Am I a bad guy for making fun of these poor <laughs> translators? <laughs> Am I an audioist? It is ridiculous. Ridiculously silly that um, <laughs> all these Democrats uh, in California, um, New York City, Los Angeles, Specifically, it is, they are, <laughs> they are having a mess of a time making, f- making fun of themselves. Basically making fun of themselves, I think. I think that's what's happening. <laughs> I don't know. But you're about to witness a whole lot of crazy um, wild people. And uh, I don't know. It's going to be... It's, Oh, my gosh. Well, I like how Trump handles the media. And um, I don't like how the Democrats do. The media and the Democrats are in cahoots, but they just 
have no sense of style. Isn't it crazy? Well, I have some funny clips for you from first AOC. Let me go to clip two, Joel. Alexandria Cortez, the socialist woman from uh, New York City. I have a lot to get through, so I'm just going to try to blow through it. What you just listened to, by the way, was Trump doing his coronavirus daily, whatever you want to call it. And um, he's giving the, the American people the daily updates on what's going on. And it's so nice. It's trust makes him makes people realize that uh, he's trustworthy. Doesn't Fox News work for Trump, though? No. <laughs> no, Fox News is working um, for themselves, I guess. Kind of politically correct a little bit. They're not what they used to be. They're I, still decent. I like Tucker Carlson. I like Sean Hannity. I like Bill O'Reilly. Oh, wait. Bill O'Reilly's not on Fox News anymore. I'm going to get to more from Bill O'Reilly if I have the chance. I'm just trying to reconnect to my restream chat. I got somehow disconnected. But, um, Hake, you look well. Thank you, repro- well-rested. Thank you, reprobate mindset. I, f- I feel well-rested. Um, it's crazy. Let me just show you guys Alexandria Cortez, speaking of sign language... She is um, talking about it's shameful what Republicans fought for in the coronavirus relief bill, which is what Trump, I believe, signed it into law or whatever. Um, This is from NBC News Now, okay? And uh, she is just doing these wild arm gestures. I just want to show you the most exciting clips first. And then I'm going to show you the sign language people. Um, Here's AOC from clip two, Joel, talking about shameful. And she's the shameful one. Show me on the screen, too, because I want to look at it. (laughs) Um, Here we go. I represent one of the hardest hit communities in the hardest hit city in this country, Queens, New York, 13 dead. In a night in Elmhurst Hospital alone, our community's reality is this country's future if we don't do anything. Hospital workers do not have protective equipment. We don't have the necessary ventilators. And But we have to go into this vote, eyes wide open. What did the Senate majority fight for? <laughs> One of the largest corporate bailouts with as few strings as possible in American history. Shameful. The greed of that fight is wrong for crumbs for our families and the option that we have is to either let them suffer with nothing or to allow this greed and billions of dollars which will be leveraged into trillions of dollars to contribute to the largest income inequality gap in our future there should be shame about what was fought for in this bill and the choices that we have to make what a mess she's talking a lot of mess And if you're only listening and you're not watching, she's waving her arms around and jumping around and stomping her feet and pointing. She's actually full-on pointing, which is not what you're supposed to do if you're a politician. And she knows better because I've seen her point the correct way, the politician way, where you put your your thumb and your index finger like this 
And she looks ridiculous when she does that, too, to be honest. She's just a ridiculous person. She's pretty, though. But it wears off real fast when you see her. Her phony attitude. She's not a a genuine person. And that's why, uh, you know, Trump beats these people. He beats them out. And that's nice. Um... And she's having a hissy fit. I don't, I don't think that anybody agrees with her. Um, and by the way, most of the Democrats voted for this thing, <laughs> which I don't think is a positive sign, right? I don't know what to think of the bill. I haven't kept up with it at all. I know some of you may have or some of you have cast judgment one way or another. Either it's good or it's not good. I believe Trump signed it, though. But... Here's more of her being a little bit more politician-y in uh, clip one, Joel, where she's, I don't know, but that clip of her just jumping around, I wish that I just had it in silent because uh, Mike Cernovich tweeted this video out. That's where how I came across it. And she compared it to Greta. Greta, Greta Thunberg. She's the one that, that's being all dramatic about climate change. She's like 16 years old, Swedish girl with liberal parents and she's like how dare you i should be in school and then have a uh put on scowl like she's really trying to work herself up like she's really upset that's how aoc reminds me me of and um that's what he compared it cernovich compared it to and that's a good comparison and you He suggested, and it reminded me of Patrick Rooney from the Jesse Lee Peterson show. He former behind-the-headlines guy. Some of you may not remember him, but he's come on the Jesse Lee Peterson show many times. I represent one of the hardest-hit communities in the hardest-hit city in this country, Queens, New York. 13 dead in a night in Elmhurst Hospital alone. Our community's reality is this country's future if we don't do anything. Hospital workers do not have protective equipment. We don't have the necessary ventilators. But we have to go into this vote eyes wide open. What did the Senate majority fight for? One of the largest corporate bailouts with as few strings as possible in American history. Shameful. The greed of that fight is wrong uh, for crumbs for our families and the option that we have is to either let them suffer with nothing or to allow this (laughs) greed and billions of dollars which will be leveraged into trillions of dollars to contribute to the largest income inequality gap in our future. There should be shame about what was fought for in this bill and the choice. There's no way. It ain't silent. I don't know. Maybe yet. I don't think you can. Turn it off. Make it stop. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Those of you who are listening on audio only on the audio stream, talk stream, whatever. <laughs> I told you, Joel. I knew it. <laughs> So I happen to know that when we have, (laughs) and he's loud. Sorry about that, guys. Joel turned it off. So I happen to know that when we don't, just because we don't hear the audio in the studio, I know that if there's audio on the clip, it's going out. (laughs) It's going out to YouTube. It's going out to DLive. It's going out to everywhere. So 
Sorry, man. Now you know, though, Joel. That's going to be traumatizing, hopefully. <laughs> I said hopefully. <laughs> yeah, so, sorry about that. She is a mess. He did a special settings change and it was supposed to work. Yeah, but it didn't. Noah's Arkansas said, turn it off, make it stop. Thank you, Noah's Arkansas. And thank you, Lin Yen Shin. Joel Black, Merry Christmas. Yeah, um, we have, we have all kinds of special settings, but we can't. If the clip isn't built with no sound, it's going out with all the sound in it. Sorry, guys. My fault. <laughs> but anyways, so if you missed what I was saying, I think I was talking about... Did I? Did you guys hear me mention Cernovich and Patrick Rooney? Cernovich compared her to... Said, oh, watch it silently, right? Watch it silently. And Patrick Rooney has said the same thing about Barack Obama. You can see the anger in people... When you're watching it, you can just kind of see in their body language what they're going through and what they're putting out, whether they're real or phony sometimes, by just watching them with the sound off. And even with the sound on, you can, most people can probably tell that she's just demonstrating. She's being very demonstrative. But she's not black, so she doesn't have the confidence to pull it off right. And even like the blacks that pull it off, that get all dramatic like this, they're not, they're looking foolish too, to be honest. But she, you can tell that she has that insecurity still. <laughs> because her voice doesn't even match her, her body language. She's being over dramatic with her body language. And yet she's, her voice is still under control. <laughs> what a mess. But, um, Here's more phony AOC. I think I made all the points. Um, here's phony AOC um, in clip one, Joel, talking about faith. I just wanted to share this with you in case you missed it. It was from actually last month, February 27th, a month ago. But this liberal Christian guy, I guess you would call him a Christian, um, Guthrie Graves Fitzsimmons tweeted out a clip. And I, apparently he was taking cell phone video of the TV screen. <laughs> the AOC clip is great when it stops, says Jimmy DM. Yeah, true. <laughs> She's talking about, quote, It is part of my faith that all people are holy and all people are sacred unconditionally. She's just making stuff up. Here is, um, and then he says, AOC just delivered a sermon to Congress about the dignity of LGBTQ people. What dignity? When you're, when you're ha being LGBTQ is a lack of digni dignity. Okay, let's play this clip. Sometimes, especially in this body, I feel as though if Christ himself walked through these doors and said what he said thousands of years ago, that we should love our neighbor and our enemy, that we should welcome the stranger, fight for the least of us, that it is easier for a rich man, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to get into a kingdom of heaven. He would be maligned as a radical and rejected from these doors. And I know And it is part of my faith that all people are holy and all people 
are sacred, unconditionally. And that is what makes faith sometimes, that's what, what prompts us to transform because it is unconditional. It's not about that it is up to us to love parts of people. We love all people. There is nothing holy about rejecting medical care of people, no matter who they are on the grounds of what their identity is. There is nothing holy about turning someone away from a hospital. There's nothing holy about about rejecting a child from a family. More drama. There's nothing holy about writing discrimination into the law. And I am tired of communities of being of faith being weaponized and being mischaracterized because the only time religious freedom is invoked is in the name of bigotry and discrimination. I'm tired of it. My faith commands me to treat Mr. Minton as holy because he is sacred, because his life is sacred, because you are not to be denied anything that I am, that I am entitled to that we are equal in the eyes of the law and we are equal in my faith in the eyes of the world. And so I just have to get that out. Such a phony person. That's the, that's that, to be honest, that's that female minded liberal fake imitation Christianity for you guys. Just wanted to share that with you. I hadn't seen it. She's talking about sacred and holy Mr. Minton. I think that must be a female pretending to be a male. That's the only thing that I can think of. It's a transgender. I'm, like, Googling it right now. But it just reminds me of oftentimes women and intellectuals and liberals will come up with a fake version of Christianity, a fake solution to a fake problem, and she's talking about uh, Evan, okay, here's Evan Minton. That is a, uh, sitting in the chamber after having testified at this hearing, right? LGBTQ martyr. Minton is suing a Catholic hospital in California for not performing a hysterectomy on him, which is really her. This is from Pluralist, which is an outlet. He, meaning she, said the Trump administration had singled me out, I'm thinking she, singled me out by issuing a health and human services ruling protecting medical professionals who refuse to perform abortion, hysterectomies on healthy women, or other controversial procedures on religious grounds. And so she's all, I'm tired of, and so that's bigotry in her mind. And that's just typical evil, fake imitation Christianity. Nobody's falling for it, right? I mean, some people are. Some people are like, oh, I love AOC. This is my faith. But usually that's liberal females. And female-minded <laughs> liberal males. <laughs> oh, what a mess. But they come up with false solutions. Even like well-meaning Christian mothers will come up with some, solve the problem in some way other than what the real issue is. I've just noticed it. I remember um, I was thinking yesterday about um, as a little kid, when I was a little kid, I was hanging out with my brothers, older brothers, right? 
and cousins and stuff. And we would be playing board games because my oldest brother loved playing board games. We would play Axis and Allies. I guess I was in third or fourth grade or something, summertime. So I was like eight, nine, max. And I remember at one point, I was just on my own and we weren't playing. And I got really upset. I like started crying. And my mother was like, her solution, I guess it was because the hell, hell was just kind of entering me. And so I was just upset, and I didn't exactly know why. And my mother was like, oh, it must be this war Axis and Allies game. And so no more James doesn't have to play Axis and Allies with the boys. <laughs> and so she gave me Barbie dolls. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> not like that. But not that extreme. But there are all these false solutions to these different problems. And that is, that's an example of something that just, it's not a solution. It's not necessarily adding to the problems. But then you have people like AOC coming up with full-on creating issues, creating evil, pushing evil in the name of, you know, it's so ridiculous. Pretending that she's about what's right. Everybody knows where she's coming from. I think. Can't you tell? And by the way, I'm pretty sure she supports full-on abortion. <laughs> Talking about every person has, our, all people are holy and sacred. Anyways, speaking of wild hand and, and arm gestures and lack of dignity, not too, not too unlike AOC, which she does have a lack of dignity. And speaking of that, I just... As I was looking at her stomping her feet and waving her arms and pretending that she's upset, it just reminded me of, man, her boyfriend or her partner or whatever, her live-in. And I say partner in the sense that, yes, it, it is a male partner. It is not a transgender that I know of. It is a guy that looks kind of like me. She has like a red-haired white guy. Talking about white people, how do, can white people deal with racism? Um, I wonder how he deals with it when she's stomping her feet and waving her arms. And I don't know, maybe he's so, so, um, maybe he's so docile that this never happens to him. But even that's frustrating to a woman, so I don't know. I'm just wondering out loud what their relationship is really like. He talks just like her, too. Anyways, I've shown you guys that those clips. But let me just show you guys. Gavin Newsom tweeted out a clip of himself. Gavin Newsom is the ca California governor. And if you're w listening to the podcast and not watching, I'm going to have to describe it to you afterwards. But these next few clips are... They all have this weird phenomenon of where these liberals have a translator, a sign language translator, standing right next to them, making the goofiest faces that you can imagine. And these goofy, um, uh, waving their bodies around and making these gestures. And I guess that's what sign language is, right? And I understand if you can't hear meaning you're deaf, then you need somebody to translate into something that you can understand, right? 
if you're not a good, if you can't read their lips really well, and if you don't have subtitles, which most TVs, I think, nowadays have subtitles, right? You can turn on subtitles and read what they're saying. So I don't know why this, this stuff is necessary, but whatever. So Gavin Newsom tweeted a clip of himself. Said, talk, he's bragging. L.A. received 170 vent, broken ventilators from the national stockpile. Rather than complaining, we put them on a truck, drove them up overnight, and have Bloom Energy get to wor- work fixing them. Monday, they'll be back in L.A. fixed. That's the spirit of California. Here's him. And you're going to watch these, this goofy guy right next to him. There was a casual conversation about the 170 ventilators that came from the national stockpile directly to L.A. County. Uh, the conversation wasn't just about those 170. It was about the fact those 170 were not working. Uh, and rather than lamenting about it, rather than complaining about it, rather than pointing fingers, rather than generating headlines in order to generate more stress and anxiety, uh, we got a car and a truck, and we had those 170 brought here to this facility at 8 a.m. this morning, and they are quite literally working on those ventilators right now. And Monday, they'll have those ventilators back into Los Angeles all fixed. That's the spirit of California. That's the spirit of this moment. Take responsibility, take ownership, and take it upon ourselves to meet this moment head on. And he's bragging about a nothing thing. 170 ventilators. Is he gonna? Is he? He knows that he would look petty complaining about 170 ventilators. I think those are the face mask things. And then you have this, like Gavin Newsom looks like he's a fit guy, especially for his age. He's probably in his late 40s or 50s or whatever. Looks like he's you know one of those good-looking politicians. But um, then you have this guy who's kind of round and (laughs) just a goofy-looking, funny-looking guy and making all these hand waves around. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, Anyways, so that's Gavin Newsom. And by the way, I don't really know that that's... He had to. They had to drive those things all the way up to Sacramento. I, I assume he's talking about drove from Los Angeles to Sacramento to fix 170 ventilators. That's a. That seems inefficient, but I mean sometimes you have to do what you have to do in a case of emergency. That's fine, but he's bragging about it like that's the spirit of California. Whatever. I do like how Trump has spoken glowingly about these people especially those who are not attacking him. And even some of them that are attacking him, he's like, he's handling them with class, these Democrats. And I think that the the people are watching these Trump's daily updates as opposed to these. And they're thinking well of him because they're seeing him for how he really is. That's nice. Um, Here's... here's Can you show the screenshot of Gavin Newsom? I just want to describe this guy to you, to those of you guys on podcast. Because this guy is waving his, he's waving his arms around and he's like an AOC, but he's not worked up. Do you, do you see it? Oh, okay. You can zoom into, oh, no, 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 that's all right. I think I, 
I don't know, I thought I gave some of them. Show this, show the, um, thumbnail. Because... All of them look a little off. This guy... I mean, they're, they're dressed nicely. But they do... <laughs> de Blasio's is the worst. But even Garcetti's is a little silly looking. They're dressed nicely, that's good. Dressed like they have some sense. But anyways, whatever. Let me just show you Bill de Blasio's um, clips, A and B. Here's one. Here's a uh, he, Mayor de Blasio of New York City holds a media availability on COVID nineteen, and so he's sitting at a table, and then like s- six, eight feet away, I guess they're social distancing. <laughs> this um, hand sign language guy is right next to is translating. So here's him. A short time ago, I got the very good news uh, that uh, we got an announcement from the federal government that 4,000 more ventilators are on the way to New York State in the next 48 hours, and half of them will come to New York City. 2,000 more ventilators for New York City, and that's great news. That's impressive. (laughs) These guys know know the language. That's cool. I respect that. But that guy, he looked like that guy that sued his parents to be able to stay at home or something like that. To not have to move out. He couldn't get a job. He had a, he was a single father. And I covered this story over a year ago. And (laughs) he finally got a job. That's cool. At least a temporary job. That's nice. Well, I don't know if it's him. But he has all this long hair. And he looks like he's funner when he's not um, doing the hand sign things, sign language. Here's L.A. <laughs> Here's L.A. Mayor Eric Garcia. Are how many? Okay, how many deaf people are there? Anyways, in the in the country. Here's L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti. Oh no, let me play clip B from uh, Bill De Blasio. He's talking, he's bragging, this woman calls in, speaking of women and their dumb solutions. Here's this woman calling in, maybe her husband's in jail, or her baby daddy or something. Or maybe she's just an SJW, social justice warrior. Here's this man bragging about the prison population. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Listen to this. Uh, And uh, let's go to the next question. Next we have Yasmin from WNYC. Go ahead, Yasmin. New translator. Mayor, can you hear me okay? Indeed. Okay, great. Um, I do have two uh, different questions, if I'm allowed. One about jails. Uh, Aside from releasing inmates, I'm wondering, are there more aggressive measures that the DOC can be taking to prevent the spread of the virus in jails? I, I feel like yesterday in your opening statement, you alluded to perhaps more social distancing measures. I'm not sure. Um... I don't know if there's any talk of potential um, widespread testing soon of a contained population like a jail population. Are there other measures that that they can be taking? Yeah, Yasmin, uh, best of my knowledge, and I think Dr. Mitch Katz is on. I'll get him in this answer in a second. Um, Look, here's here's the reality. We've said, again, thank God we have, you know, we've got a jail system that was built out for over 20 thousand inmates that's where we were in the 1980s Dang, um nice. 
and some pieces have been closed down, but a lot of our jail system remains intact, even though we went from, as I said, over 11,000 inmates when I took office. We're now just around 5,000. So we That's have crazy. space, and we're using the space we have. And so they switched, they switched um, sign language translators, just FYI, and had a woman look, look him sit, making Bill de Blasio look silly, in all, in all honesty. <laughs> he was only part time. He's not used to all that work. <laughs> I'm playing. But um, did you hear that? He reduced. When did Bill de Blasio take office? I remember it. Bill de Blasio. They had. They reduced. He's six foot five. Okay. New York City since 2014. So six years. Six years, in less than six years, he brought the prison population in New York City from 11,000 to 5,000. No wonder crime is going up. I heard that crime is going up. And they're bragging about it, and you have females calling in to pressure him about it, too. Liberals. Okay, here's the last one. L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti... I don't know if I can really describe. Show the thumbnail one more time. <laughs> um, they switched uh, translators because he did an hour and a half. So he, this man did 45 minutes and then the other one, the one who's... I'm showing the thumbnail. And so if you're looking at the thumbnail, I have Trump in the background and then I have all these Democrat politicians with, their, with some of their translators, their, their sign language translators. Okay, yeah. So, pfft. thank God that Trump doesn't do this. Have you noticed that Trump doesn't do this? Let me play Eric Garcetti. Um, he's giving this COVID-19 press conference from 3-24-2020, which was the 24th, which was earlier this week. I think it was Monday. Here you go. Good evening, Los Angeles, and thank you for joining us. Today, all of our hearts are broken. Already before tonight, we had lost too many Angelinos to this crisis. But today, we learned that here in LA County today, a teenager in good health succumbed to this virus. As a father, as an Angelino, my heart goes out to the family who tonight knows that their child won't be coming home. And to the young people who are out there, we grieve alongside you as it begins to hit us all how serious not only today is and these past days have been, but what the future days ahead will be like too. Wow, this is crazy. So he's doing this somber story about a young person dying here in Los Angeles. And he has this woman looking funny <laughs> it just it just kills the vibe in my opinion i think that's why trump is another reason why trump is smart because he knows looks you know i heard uh, ambassador john bolton former ambassador right john bolton was was he secret i forget what he was but he was in the trump administration and trump never liked that 
that mustache. Google John Bolton. <laughs> just gonna show it, show it to you guys. But I know that Trump knows. I think he knows TV, and he knows that that's not a good look. And so he's not. If Obama were doing this, I bet you. When did this start, though? Because I don't remember Obama ever having this. When I mean, even the H1N1 swine flu, right? Was that the swine flu? That was a crazier disease than this, I'm, I, I think. It killed over 12,000 Americans. We'll see what this one does, though. But that was under Obama, and the media didn't freak out hardly at all compared to what they're doing today. But you see, this is not Colonel Sanders. This is John Bolton. I'm showing you a photograph of John Bolton. And he's known to be kind of like a warmonger guy. A neocon. I learned a little bit about neocons yesterday. I may get into that for you guys. But um, that's John Bolton. And he has this huge, weird mustache that fills out. It's clean. It's nicely kept, I guess. But it just fills out everything from below his nostrils, through his smile dimples, things, whatever you call those things. The start of your cheeks. (laughs) All the way covering up his whole upper lip. No, I mean, it's not nose hairs, because you look at his nostrils, and his nostrils are clean. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Trump does not like that look. <laughs> but can you imagine? I would be freaked out seeing John Bolton without that mustache, because that's what I think of when I see John Bolton. But anyways, Trump didn't like it, and so maybe that's why he's gone. I'll take it. <laughs> Uh, guys, I'm gonna, let me read, let me just double check for Super Chats. I am gonna read Super Chats, and I am going to open the DLive treasure chest. I've pretty much gone along. Thank you guys for the, oh, you know what? Let me just read quick out, quick shout out to the DLive faithful people. Shout out to Jimmy DM, Noah's Arkansas, Lin Yen Chin, wow. New face, Lin Yen Chin. He's wearing green today. Grand Bear, nice, as in an M1 Grand. Um, he White, Paramedic, CC, CCN, Reed Johnson, Take Care Business Bear, and Tex Mex. Thank you guys. By the way, if you do want to call in, 888 775 3773, but I have a lot to get to. But I will get to you if you uh, like to. Asmodora gave a diamond. Good morning. Thank you, man. Good morning to you as well. So, let me read this. Cl- let me just play this one more time. No, I don't think I have time. This don't be a cutie pie. I mean, if I have time, I'll play it at the end. Trump's don't be a cutie pie. You heard it at the beginning, so it's cool. I was listening to yesterday to American Liberty with Bill Lockwood, all right? AmericanLibertyWithBillLockwood.com. But actually, I don't even go there when I go to listen to him. He's a regular on the Jesse Lee Peterson show. Been for years. Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Newstalk1290.com, right? Newstalk1290.com. He was going, he was talking about how climate change is its own religion. And the, you know, there's a lot of scientists who look at this, who study this stuff, and they don't treat it like that. But they're not the ones who are mainstream and heard and accepted. Heartland Institute, I think of them as being kind of rhinos, honestly, between you and me. Don't tell them I said that. 
but I just get that sense about them. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, and others, there's a lot of there's a lot of scientists who were not allowed thanks to this IPCC. Am I pronouncing it right? IPCCC? International Panel on, I don't know, whatever, Climate Change Conference, whatever. It's a UN organization. And there's some scientists from the IPCCC, whatever, that don't like um, what they're pushing. Because they're pushing globalist socialism, as you know, right? Redistribution of America's wealth to all these other countries. And killing businesses with these phony regulations and they don't know what is happening and um, all that um, this false religion actually it's a false religion of course enforced by the government too very oppressive and Bill Lockwood actually read Earth in the Balance by Al Gore years ago in which he says that that Al Gore, the vice president under um, Bill Clinton, wow, remember that trauma. <laughs> um, he actually he puts human beings according to his logic, right? Bill Lockwood is extending Al Gore's logic of basically saying human beings are no more valuable than a bug's life. <laughs> Not like the movie, right? At least at least using their logic. And that's true. They're, it's kind of like Jesse Lee Peterson's biblical question of what is more, I don't know, what should you save more, lives or the economy or whatever? <laughs> Which do you prefer, saving lives or saving the economy? And um, they're, they, all of their stuff is about killing businesses, except for the ones that are helping them. You know, the far left, huge businesses. But um, Al Gore is a, a hypocrite, and he made this movie An Inconvenient Truth, this dumb documentary. And you have all these psychos to now, um, young people. Joel didn't really learn much about climate change. I didn't really learn much. But people like AOC learned all this stuff. And then you have these liberal so-called progressive um, YouTubers like David Pakman is all concerned about climate change, or at least he pretends to be. I think he, it's just because he's pre predisposed to fall for that female-minded liberal thinking, where you um, where you just enforce control on the people and the businesses. And Progressive Voice is another one that I was listening to. Progressive Voice is a I think of these guys as as at least they're open about what they're thinking. But Progressive Voice is this YouTuber who is not a fan of Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden at all. He thinks they're just evil people. Or if not evil, just a joke. Like, not serious. Which is true. And then I will get to your calls. Hang, hang tight, guys. But he's hysterical about this climate change is going to be unreversible 12 years from now. <laughs> and when have their predictions ever come true? Science is about observing. And you can try to predict, but most of the time these predictions have, have been wrong. <laughs> As Medora says, Pac-Man is boredom extract. True. 
Thanks for the diamonds, man. Um, so speaking of hysteria, he's every bit as nutty as the people that he's making fun of. So, I don't know. Um, oh, man. I have, I've, the past couple of, a couple of shows now, I've been wanting to get, I'm, I'm actually reading a book by Bill O'Reilly um, that I want to get to because I read the prologue and it's so interesting. Another book I'm reading. Can you believe it? <laughs> but let me get to some calls. Let me get to Paramedic out of Florida. Paramedic, thanks for calling. What's up? Hey, Hank, I just wanted to uh, correct you real quick. Uh, you pronounced it the M1 uh, Garand. Uh, John Garand was his name, and it's uh, properly pronounced Garand. Oh, really? Yep. That is funny. That's messed up. Because yep. you know what's no. funny? You know what's funny, man? Is what? I learned to pronounce it that way. Or I might have even pronounced it when I first saw it that way. It's not the first thing I've mispronounced. When I, I watched a video by um, Nuttin' Fancy, who's a YouTuber. He, he reviews guns. I don't know if he's still active. But he, t- he talked about the M1, and he called it the M1 Garand. And yeah. so Garand Bear, Garand Bear once said, I'm the only one who pronounces his name correctly. <laughs> but you're telling yeah. me that it's actually Garand. Yeah, uh, Ian from Forgotten Weapons uh, went into a lot of detail with that. Okay. With, uh, with the other guy. I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's what his conclusion. And I don't know if you know Forgotten Weapons, but they're, I think they're pretty reliable. I'm not familiar, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I believe you. It could, it could, Garand could be right, but I'll let Garand Bear <laughs> decide how, how we should pronounce his name. Absolutely. As in the M1 Gar- Garand. <laughs> Thank you, paramedic. I was thinking that you might th- be saying I'm pronouncing your name wrong. I was like, dang, how could I pronounce it differently? <laughs> well, no, thank you, man. All, Good to hear from you. Take care. Yep. yep. All right. Bye. Bye. Let me get to my favorite caller real quick. Maze out of Dayton, Ohio. Maze, how are you? Hello, James. Hey. Were you as present to see the signing of the deal the other day? Say that again? Were you as present to see the signing of the deal that your president signed? You said, were my eyes present? Present, yes. My eyes? Mm -hmm. Um, Did you see it? I don't know if I saw it. I saw that it was coming up. And I might have seen him sitting at his desk, but other than that, no. No, it was like, well, Central Adams wasn't present to see it. He had all of the Republican people standing around him when he was signing the bill. Yeah. And I thought you were supposed to be standing at a distance. So why were they all piled up together? Oh, I, well, I'm oh. relieved, Maze, that you're telling me this, because I was scared. <laughs> that you were going to tell me that there was a sign language translator next to him. <laughs> oh, no, my I'm gosh. saying <laughs> I'm saying all these Congress people that were standing around right. for the signing, why were they not distance? Child, they don't care about that. <laughs> and they want you to do it, so they're not practicing what they're preaching. Right. So that's what's wrong with you. Yes, and so when you listen to people and you don't use your eyes, yeah. one of your senses that you got, you come into contact with things like that. Well, I mean, they've all been tested and they they came up negative. No, they all assume. haven't been. They all, 
I mean, I don't know. A lot of politicians have been tested because just out of a, an abundance of caution, they've that's been in contact would, that's with a lot they, of people. They went. Many of them went to CPAC, and CPAC had. Contact. I'm not talking about CPAC. No, I'm I know, but CPAC, CPAC is where a lot of people got the disease. But whatever. But I'm saying yeah. the signing of the deal, and the day one okay. day the lady came out and told them to distance themselves. This time they so gluggedy over the money right. that they all packed in together and they forgot what they were doing. <laughs> but the people are not watching. You see, you use your eyes and you can see. Thank and you, you use your ears and you can hear and stop letting other people use it for you. I so appreciate that's why that, man. You that's, your eyes have the presence. That is a good and also, point. Now the president so are you, so are you social distancing, Maze? No. Nice. <laughs> Maze anyway, is right for once. Can I can I can I say one thing? Yeah. You say he's pardoning all these people, right? Pardoning? Yeah, giving them a pardon and getting them out of jail. Well, Trump has done that a little bit. Are you yeah. talking about so, Are you talking about to protect them from the coronavirus thing, though? Yeah. That's not yes. Trump. I don't think. I think that's. De Blasio and no, I'm saying no, 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 no. I'm saying this is what was happening. Cuomo. So now he got to a point where he can't get the ones he want out of jail. Now it's old people letting them out because of the virus. So what's wrong with this picture? I don't know. Eventually we'll I don't know who's, who's trying to get letting... out of. Who's... Are you claiming that? Are you claiming that Trump is letting people out to protect them from coronavirus? No, I'm saying who's going to be next? It's the old people in 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 prison that then commit uh, crimes. Uh, like killing and all this stuff. What about the blue, white collar crime? Are those they going to be getting out too? I hope so. <laughs> they can find no, a place know. to put them. What? Are they going to be under house arrest? Oh, yeah, it's a good question. Everybody's under house so we'll, arrest now. Will, we, will I be able to see those people? Maze, I don't know. Man, you see the little man getting out, but we're we going to see the big man get out. That's old. That's cool. That's and I nice of you to think about the white collar criminals. And Noriega, and I wonder Noriega, what are they going to do with him? Noriega, I'm not familiar with that mm -hmm. guy. Mm hmm Yeah. I okay. wonder why. <laughs> well, you need to get familiar with him. That's okay. all. I'm sorry. See, that's why I need to know if you're well, You don't tell me what to do, Mace. I'm not wow. telling you what to do. I just said okay, and gonna... I'm like, you don't tell me what to do. Okay. I was, I was just saying if your ass was president, and if you keep your ass president, the things that's happening, you don't need no one to tell you right. how to think and what to see. Yeah, and all these that's leaders are touching their faces. and You're right about that stuff, Mace. Thank you. Have you. a good one. You too. Good to hear from you. Okay. Uh, five minutes. I'm gonna open the treasure chest, guys. I don't know what happened with my um, with my restream live chat. Maybe I need to restart my computer or something. But I don't want to do that in the middle of of ten minutes to go. But um, okay, I'm gonna get back to calls. Hang tight, guys. But I just want to tell you. Oh, did I give these to you on like Friday, Joel? Let me see. Oh, it wouldn't be in that folder, anyways. Let me see if I can transfer these. Yeah. Okay. Joel. I'm putting this in the Sunday folder. This folder. Uh, don't look at it yet because it's transferring, I think. Well, I... Oh, yeah. It's only like three pictures anyways. You should see three pictures. Don't bother with the extra folder. So I'm reading this book, right? You should, by, by the way, make sure you read the antidote from rage to responsibility. Scam, how the black leadership exploits black America. I don't have books yet, right? So je read Jesse's books. And um, the, se the seven guaranteed steps to spiritual, family, and financial success. All right. But I'm reading this book from um, Bill O'Reilly. 
one of the boomers, I love boomers, one of the boomers whom I respect, and the title of this book, it's from 2018, is called Killing the SS. The hunt for the worst war criminals in history. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that they were the worst war criminals. According to Bill O'Reilly, right? And, um, that's a value judgment, right? I thought that communism killed way more people, but maybe those weren't war crimes. Maybe those were peace crimes. And peace crimes just kill more people. It's kind of like abortion, right? Abortion is n not a war crime. It's a peace crime. And we've killed... Not we, not me, I don't think, but <laughs> but abortion has killed like 60 million people or more in America since 1973. Those are peace crimes. So peace crimes are worse than war crimes, I guess. But um, that's beside the point. The Hunted, I'm looking at the back of this book. Adolf Eichmann, Nazi SS Oberstrumbanfuhrer. Logistical villain behind the Holocaust. Eichmann organized and facilitated deportations to ghettos and concentration camps in Eastern Europe. And then these are the like four Nazi criminals, right? Supposedly, according to Bill O'Reilly. Martin Bormann, Bormann, personal secretary to Adolf Hitler and chief of the Nazi party chancellery, a member of Hitler's inner circle. Bormann signed the final solution, decreed that all Jews and conquered Eastern peoples must, must be exterminated in Nazi death camps. I didn't know this stuff. Um, Joseph Mengele. I recognize that name. No PH, it ends in F. Nazi SS officer and physician, the infamous Nazi doctor of the Auschwitz concentration camp. Mengele conducted horrific human experimentations that earned him the nickname Angel of Death. Dang, I didn't know that. Klaus Barbie, Nazi SS... And, oh, thanks, Joel. <laughs> Was it sideways? Nazi SS and Gestapo functionary for Germany's intelligence gathering security service, also known as the Butcher of Lyon. Barbie personally tortured countless adults and children in the hotel in Lyon, France. I may be mispronouncing it. And is believed to be directly responsible for the deaths of up to 14,000 people over his career. So these are some crazy guys. And here's a picture, a photograph, a black and white photograph of Heinrich Himmler. And he's in his Nazi uniform. He's an SS Reichsführer. And this book is by Bill O'Reilly and Martin Dugard. And generally, they try to be only what they can confirm. So, um, this is, I want to, I. I got this book because I wanted to hear Bill O'Reilly's take on this whole thing. You, I hear you guys sometimes talk about it. So I wanted to hear his take on the Nazis. To know if he'll be strictly objective. But I don't know if the whites are the, you know, the whites that I hear on these different shows nowadays are strictly objective either. You know, because sometimes you want to jump to conclusions or whatever. Or it's politically correct. There's a political correctness in the mainstream. Where you'd be like, oh, the Nazis are the worst ever. And there's the political correctness amongst the dissident right where, where you say, oh, some people just go to the opposite extreme and say Hitler was a good Christian man. Um, so, did the Nazis do it? White guys committing crazy mass murder, right? That's what these Nazis were, right? I think it's entirely possible. If you consider... The um, Dylan Roof, 
he went in and shot up a bunch of people. He was mad. He learned about he learned about the lies against whites, and he wanted to start a race war and killed a bunch of people in a church, innocent people. And he specifically went to them because he didn't want to have to face the uh, the thugs, the gangsters, because gangsters shoot back, <laughs> the drug dealers. Um, the Poway shooting, right down in whoa, shoot. The it startled me. The Poway shooting uh, down close to San Diego, right? Um, that was a a crazy mass murder. You know, I generally believe that these things really happened, right? <laughs> a lot of people say uh, that every mass shooting is a false flag. Um, so, I generally think this could could be true, right? It could well be reasonable. Mass murders do exist, right? And especially if they're motivated and they're angry and they feel uh, alienated. I hear that world, after World War I, Germany got shafted by the rest of the uh, countries. And they were blaming weak leadership and weak govern, government leadership in uh, Germany, which is the case again, by the way. And um, the Jews, they blamed the Jews. And by the way, one caller, um, speaking of this, is it, is it possible that this happened? One caller, Big Cal, uh, called the Jesse Lee Peterson show, and he said that he wants the extermination of the Jews from the face of the earth. He said that. I was like, what? And he knows better. So if he thinks or thought like that, and he's in like a pretty comfortable country, he works out and all that, how many others would and did back then in crazier, more challenging situations. The radical whites have a line that they occasionally like to repeat. They say, white people are nice until they're not. And they say it like they're proud of it, which to me, that's not a good thing. You sh for one, it's not, right to it's not right to be nice. It's right to be right. There's <laughs> nothing to be proud of. And then you've... You uh, repress the anger and then you snap. That means that they're suppressing the anger until it blows up ridiculously and making fool of them, fools of themselves and do damage. And that is a trait among many whites. That uh, we don't get mad, we don't get mad. We snap and make fools of ourselves. Or, uh, uh, you know, rarely, but it, it does happen, kill a bunch of people. It's better to be right and good. So um, one group of Nazis in, in charge, according to this Bill O'Reilly book, of the camps had skull and crossbones on their uniforms. Why? If they're not about death. I think. So maybe it's true. Um, Bill O'Reilly talks about this Heim Heinrich Himmler guy. Good guy or bad guy? He, he writes that he took pride in killing off people at Hitler's prompting. So just... A little alternative view, because I know a lot of people, a lot of um, people don't believe this mainstream narrative. And Bill O'Reilly is like a mainstream guy, but I think that he may have, I think he, he generally tries to write factual stuff, not spin. So this guy, by the way, this Heinrich Himmler guy, 5'9", he had a weak frame and thick glasses. Just kind of an interesting stuff. Side note about him, because he wasn't he wasn't the strong kind of person. He hung out with the strong guys and ordered them around. And, uh, yeah, 
effective. He killed himself by chomping down on poison, cyanide poison vial thing, according to... He bit down on a doctor's fingers because he was captured eventually. And um, I'm starting to read a little bit about the Nuremberg trials, right? And I don't know if it was, you know, because some people go overboard with their fake social justice type of justice against these people. And it's, then it's evil versus evil, and I understand that. But he chomped down on a doctor's fingers while he was being strip searched. And it was an undignified strip search. Oh my gosh, the way that it was described. Wow. But um, he chomped down on the doctor's fingers as he was finding, finding the uh, vial of cyanide inside of his cheek. And so he killed himself that way. And there was another guy who also killed himself. Um, the same way before he could be hanged. And the way that they were going to hang these people, oh my gosh. This guy had no ex- the, the hangman, American guy, Col- I forget what his name was. Collins, maybe. He didn't, he didn't want to hang these, these Nazi, uh, guys just in a way that would snap their necks and they instantly die. It would be like torturous 12 to 15 minutes of strangulation. Inhumane. According to what Bill O'Reilly said. So it's, it's very interesting. <laughs> reading, Hake reading again. Uh, was there anything else? Oh yeah, and so this guy, he... An American uh, soldier who was in love with a German girl snuck a, some pens in and, and inside the pens had the vial of poison and he killed himself. <laughs> I'm laughing, but it's a mess. Anyways, oh man, Justin from Detroit, Michigan, hang tight, and Robert from Kansas, I mean, not hang tight, call in tomorrow on the Hate Report, I'm live after the Jesse Lee Peterson show, but catch church in less than an hour, church with Jesse Lee Peterson, rebuildingtheman.com slash church, and Bond Rebuilding the Man YouTube channel. Thank you guys, and shout out to Reed Johnson, Dark Side of the Bear, what, Army Ann, take care business bear, and Super Dave, congratulations guys, take care.